free from GP, Rantuck, Tommy B, broadcasting live on your frequency, giving you updates on these Georgia streets. These are voices for the people that don't get to speak. Issues, black news, the conversation's deep. Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat. iPods, Androids, or your laptop. These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie. Then came a long way from being homies on the block. From Afros and Braves, and now they at the top. You want facts? This is where I get them from. GP3RTT at gmail.com. Send them feedback, and they'll be sure to send a response. I gotta go now. The show starts in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. GP3 Homies from the Block. And now, here's Tommy B. GP3 Homies from the Block. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. Round 135. GP3 is in the building. Tommy B is here doing his thing. San Estelle is celebrating with family Mother's Day as you all are probably doing and and I am celebrating the memory of my mom. Uh, Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there and uh, that includes all the moms who are surrogate moms who take on that role every single day. Kudos to you. And it's a short week, y'all. This is going to be a short show, Um, one of the shorter shows that we do, but I just wanted to make sure we did something. Um, Still some important things going on. Um, we're going to talk about them. Uh, Tanya B is back. Uh, the Tanya B report, the sip and the tea is coming back. And, um, you know, we're not going to do a lot of news, but there is one big thing that we're going to talk about that's kind of relevant this Mother's Day. And uh, but first, let's get into uh, our shout outs and, and let's do some uh, 365 black. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit in mourning. I ain't gonna lie to you um, this weekend. Um Show cancellations came out. It was like Black Friday in Hollywood TV. And uh, The Passage, man, which I thought was a fairly decent show, um, you know, for for TV. I think it could have probably been portrayed better with the Netflix, Hulu uh, or Amazon situation. But Fox decided to cancel The Passage, which uh, kind of sent shockwaves to some. But uh, from what I was reading and hearing that the ratings weren't um, exactly what they expected, Um, you know, uh, but I'm hoping that Netflix, Hulu or Amazon, somebody picks the show up and gives it a future. You know, I think it just ran into some issues. I heard the original um, executive director, producers uh, abandoned the show toward the end. Uh, there's there, there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that typically ruins shows and it got off track. But you know, neither here nor there. It's gone. Also, uh, comedian Lil Rel, uh, his rail show has been canceled by Fox. Uh, also, Steve Harvey TV show is ending in June. That was also announced uh, on the good news side with TV. Uh, SNL's Keenan Thompson is getting his own show, The Keenan Show. And damn, I wish he would bring uh, Kale back, man. I mean, I'm a, you know, I, I was loving the Keenan and Kale. You know, bring back that orange soda, man. <laughs> bring back Good Burger. But anyway, um, kudos to Keenan, who is an ATL, ATL born. Uh, of course, he's not living in A these days. But man, I'm, I'm proud of him. Been on SNL forever. 
longest cast member in history. And now he's got his new NBC show, man. He deserves it. Kudos. About time. It's about time. The Keaton show is coming, y'all. Uh, a little 365 black. Uh, not going. Um, there's not a whole lot going on today, period. Uh, but but um, I'm sure y'all find more than I will than I have. Um, but um, tomorrow on May 13th, the musical genius Stevie Wonder uh, turns 69. Of course, we take the show on Sunday, y'all. So, you know, on the May 13th, Stevie turns 69. Damn. Little Stevie Wonder. Also, um, I, there is one thing on this day in 1967. Jimi Hendrix released Are You Experienced? Um, I am a Hendrix fan. Um, I, I love uh, what he did kind of merging that hybrid, I wouldn't say R&B, but blues and rock. Um, Are You Experienced is one of the most influential debut albums ever. Uh, and I'm still a little salty because I thought when Andre 3000 from Outkast was, uh, uh, was picked to do the biopic for Hendrix, I thought that it would be a big deal. But um, I don't know if y'all know the story. Um, Hendrix's music was not allowed, I guess, by the, the Hendrix family um, to be used in that movie. So you basically had Andre 3000 playing Jimi Hendrix without the music, which pretty much killed the movie. Uh, I thought Andre was the perfect Hendrix, you know, but but, you know, that's how it goes. Um, on May 16th, uh, Jan- uh, Janet Demita Jackson Turns 53. Look, Janet. Janet Jackson. Um, now, y'all, let's sip some tea with Tanya B. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. She is here. She's here. Are straight you, from are the you? nation's capital. Oh, you're not on Hollywood Road? <laughs> no, no. I'm about to go down to her. The closest I'll get to that is Florida Avenue in D.C. Oh, and cool. if you've ever been to D.C., you know Florida Avenue was the stomping ground, the place for anything related to the culture of D.C. and Go-Go. And all I'm going to say is about these gentrification yuppies that want to come into D.C. and think that Go-Go is going to go away, they need to go away. Mm. Go-Go away from D.C. is like no house music in Chicago or Baltimore. It's like no Studio 54 in New York. It's even like no hip-hop from back in the Dizzy in the Bronx and every other borough. And I'll just leave it at that. Go-Go is not going anywhere. And what in the name of Chuck Brown do they think they're going to do? If they think they're going to put Go-Go out of D.C., Mm -hmm. wind me up, Chuck. But, but, But let me ask you, I mean, hadn't they dealt with that about a month ago and, and everything was cool uh, the T-Mobile well, guy stepped everything, in everything wasn't cool because again there was another large protest and street side go-go concert on the curb mm-hmm. with legendary DC go-go band Ray Essence was out there mm-hmm. and there are some new new generation new millennial I guess if you will say right. uh, go-go bands in DC that are carrying on that tradition and like I say when you talk about D.C., forget politics. Mm-hmm. The view from my bridge, D.C. is Chuck Brown. Chuck Brown is such a legend. They've got Chuck Brown Park. Mm-hmm. And do you know Chuck Brown, That, to my knowledge, is the only African-American artist to have his own lottery ticket? Wow. <laughs> drop the mic. Let's drop the mic. But, you know, this is why I ask about it, because, you know, we did a story about a month ago, well, three weeks, three to four weeks ago, that, um, you know, the, the what is it, CEO of T-Mobile has stepped in 
Um, the the store that played the go-go music uh, got their ability to continue to play the music. So what is this protest about? What happened? Uh, because you still have the... I call them the interlopers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those yuppies that have come into D.C., mm-hmm. unfortunately taking the neighborhoods back and thinking people... And yes, you do have the right to quiet enjoyment in your place of residence. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you never went to D.C. into that neighborhood before you moved there or bought your condo. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about D.C., unless you had your head in the sand, you can't silence the go-go. You can't stop it. it it's not going to happen. So for people to say they did not know about it, I beg to differ. Okay, so basically, whereas... People thought that that it was it was uh, GoGo would continue. They they still are getting complaints. And, exactly, okay, but they're it. falling on deaf ears. Okay, good. I know the mayor and, and politicians are getting involved, mm-hmm. and it's just like somebody you have that neighbor that has that dog that barks all the time, but it doesn't bother that person, but it bothers you because you can't sleep. Mm-hmm. Miss me with that. Well, I'm, I'm, my pressure's getting up. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, let's keep it moving. That's enough. I don't want to hear that. Let's keep it moving. Okay, yeah, <laughs> Why be upset? Okay, speaking of, okay, one twelve plus one twelve is two twenty four, but in the next of the R&B Quartet 112 it's just messy Mm. because they had they had a double platinum album they were part of the you know Notorious Big and Puff Daddy Bad Boy Royalty they were at one point the toast of Atlanta on the male side because they were you know in that realm with Jagged Edge and TLC when Atlanta was really popping Mm -hmm. and most people have a favorite 112 song Cupid Peaches and Cream Only You or you know the Biggie tribute I'll be missing you but what's missing there some camaraderie because now the group members after they broke up reunited broke up and reunited again now they're suing each other wow because uh Slim of 112 says he has he owns the rights to the name 112 and now he's suing Q Parker and Deron Jones saying that they're going out and using that name without his permission and he wants them to pay him just get back in the group dude I don't I don't I don't quite get this but anyway Mm -hmm. it breaks my heart that they're going through this because at the end of the day the only people who make money are the attorneys yeah that that's the reality of it and you know the thing is you know certain members of the group you knew the voices and I just say Q Parker it's really it's, it's upsetting because the guys just went to court and poor Q Parker he's you know, been trying to hit a lick here and there mm-hmm. he just lost his home and filed for bankruptcy so why can't they be like the Rolling Stones mm. or Aerosmith mm. or even for a long time Bon Jovi just get out there get your paper and go get separate ways and go home you know it's really I, I hope they can work this out because again you know, when you get to the point where you know they're impeding your, your right to work I think that it's more about ego than just good good business sense. Well, well, you know, sometimes with artists, you can't, you don't have to like each other. So, you know, there's so the many groups. Stone. They don't, they're not all the same type of artist, person. Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, all those guys don't always hang out together. They don't have the same lifestyle, but they they get together for the money, and uh, they get that money. Yeah, they get that money. So I will say and that's this. That's a sign. Yeah, and go that's ahead. a sign of good business people. You take the personal out of it. Yeah. Take the ego, leave it at the door. Yeah. 
But when you hit that stage, you're my best friend for 90 minutes. We're going to go get this money and I'll lead to the left and you lead to the right and never shall the two meet. We may not hang out together. I may not even speak to you. Well, y'all seen the five heartbeats. Exactly. I want paper. You see what happened to Eddie Kane. Eddie Kane. Hey, but let me let me say this though. Let me say this, y'all. For 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 those for for those of y'all who aren't from the ATL, and and correct me if I'm wrong, because I I, you know I you know I grew up in the ATL. I came up in 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 the '90s era of of R&B with with uh, with the music side of ATL. But 112 was a nightclub, a very very popular late night spot. Um, and it was one of those spots which was the after party for the club. So the club closed down at 4 a.m. and everybody would go to 112. You know, so 112 stayed open until like 4 a.m. until sunup, you know, for the most part. It was one of those underground Six spots. Six in the morning. Six in the morning, like seven the in the morning till the, till the sun came up. So I kind of think they got the name from the club. They did, because that's <laughs> so what they saw. They had another name. Yeah. And because they approached uh, Puffy, Diddy, whatever his name is, yeah. name, in front of 112, and they sang for him. And that's where he That's where things really changed for them he So should the club him. be suing? <laughs> well, the club, well, it, it still existed but, uh, yeah, There's no more one tweezy No more one tweezy That was the spot yeah, That was the one twelve They changed, they changed their name the mayor in To pay homage to <laughs> You know that club that changed their life. <laughs> whatever, keep moving. You got anything else on okay. that? That's craziness. You know, whatever. I, I'll keep you posted. If it's worth it, I'll keep you posted. If not, we may have to banish them to Chicago. Okay, what now, you got next? What you this, got? This is a cute one. The Obama girls, Sasha and Malia, they mm-hmm. got a taste of reality, and I don't mean TV. Uh, everybody knows their mother Michelle is no nonsense. Mm-mm. They live in the White House. They had to make their own beds. Michelle's mother, Miss Ruth, no nonsense. No, they don't play. I guess the girl. I guess they got out with their friends and they tried. They tried it because they got embarrassed, got their faces cracked. They went to use their credit cards and the credit cards were declined. Wow. Why? I'm glad you asked me that. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> Michelle and Barack Obama give their daughters a spending limit every month, and the daughters thought that they could exceed the limit. You know, sometimes they let you go or you have some kind of overdraft protection. Hmm. Not so. And the retail store employee went on Twitter and talked about a surreal uh, encounter she had with them and she spilled the tea. And according to this uh, retail employee, they said that both girls' credit cards were rejected at this store and they apologized. And you know what they said? The reason our car was declined? Hmm. Because my mother puts a strict spending limit on the cards. And Michelle meant what she said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm Why glad they, they do that. Thought- you know. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, they, so for those of you who think they don't get a pass, you don't get a pass either. Yeah. Speaking of pass, you know, it's almost time for the TV show Power mm-hmm. on Stars to become a thing of the past. But Lala Anthony really kind of made her bones on there so much so that Fifty Cent is actually giving her a show basically cool. and it's called Intercepted mm-hmm. and it's based upon uh, the wife of former NFL player Derek Martin his wife is Alexa she wrote a series of novels and it, 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 it's kind of based upon to me a little bit of a, a I call it thought nation <laughs> because it's a little funny and it's a little current mm-hmm. but the premise of the story is this woman she was a perfect girlfriend 
and the perfect maid and she had this flashy NFL boyfriend for 10 years and then she's like I'm never gonna date an athlete again why I'm glad you asked because she gets thrown out in the trash kicked to the curb and then she's wondering what am I going to do now she finds herself suddenly single and thinks she's gonna learn from her past mistakes and the thing about it is okay well what do I go to that's quick what do I go to that's familiar so it's gonna be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out and how much of it really will be put on the screen because a lot of times when you go from book to TV a Mm -hmm. lot of things get lost wow well, let me ask you, what's the name of the show again? What's the name? Do you know? It's, it's on Stars, and it is called dun, 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 Intercepted. Wow. And so so let me ask you, I mean, you mentioned, is Fiddy in it, or is he producing? Oh, he's, he's, he's producing it. Good. Because power is coming to an end, oh, yeah. and because that did so well, yeah. uh, he's got the green light to do it. And I think at the end of the day, Lala is a... Our fee is a real basketball wife. Mm-hmm. So I think it won't really be a stretch for her. So I think, you know, if you're going to get someone who uh, is believable enough, I think she'll be the one. So Good for her. I, actually, Good for her. I don't watch Power, but I will watch Intercept. Well, let me let me tell you this. I wasn't a Power um, fan or follower like when it started, but now I'll tell you jumping in like the last couple of years it, it really is a good show and it's been a good show it's been excellent for stars <laughs> I'm not going to lie to oh, you put stars oh, on the map that's I why mean, 50 got the green light you know I watched him. Power in the beginning and to me after season 2 it was so predictable I stopped watching it like yeah. I know what's going to happen here okay yeah. boom next so yeah, I started watching 48 it, hours you know, in line it's been I mean you know and I know it's coming to an end uh, and I know 50 cents can be a, he, 50 cent can be annoying he's an annoying kind of guy but I mean he he is executive producing the hell out of some hits <laughs> he's got to be I mean I ain't gonna you lie know, to you the creative he's people rolling. always a little to the left to the left and yeah. he gets in the butt but he, clearly he listens to somebody because his business acumen yeah all the way back slacking. to vitamin water. <laughs> you know what I'm exactly. Saying? So not slacking on his pimping at all. Not at all. Not at all. Or maybe he took a page from the book of Nas. So Could be. That's always good. Could be. And this last story is brought to you by the state of New Jersey. We're talking about Whitney Houston, Dion Warwick, that whole family. Anyway, as you may recall, there was a documentary in the movies last year for about a week or 10 days called Whitney. I did not see it. But in this documentary, allegations were made that Dion Warwick's sister, Dee Dee, who passed away in 2012, molested Whitney and her brother. Mm. Now, Whitney's not here to defend it. Neither is Dee Dee. Yeah. Dion Warwick is hot as fish grease because she's got a new album out. The first new album in years. Yep. It's called She's Back. Go figure. And she is pissed off at people who are asking her about this alleged sexual abuse. Mm. Now, wait, here's the gag, though. Mm -hmm. Whitney Houston's assistant, not Robin Crawford, who also has a book coming out about her time in the Whitney world. Can't wait for that. But um, (laughs) Whitney's former assistant, Marie Jones, is the one that made the claim in the movie. So, Marie, unless you can back it up, sister, I suggest... You go into witness protection because you know Dion Warwick is gangster. She is down with Suge Knight. She don't play. No, <laughs> no she doesn't. So anyway, Dion says, of course, it's hogwash, and of course, Sissy Houston, Whitney's mother, made a statement at the time, but now she's dealing with dementia, so we really oh, wow. can't get down with Sissy. I know it's a shame. So you know the thing about it is. 
That, that's a hell of an allegation. And mm-hmm. why can't you let people rest in peace? I'm sorry. Dee Dee Warwick died in 2008. Whitney died in 2004. Dee Dee Warwick has been dead for 11 years. And mm-hmm. why, after all this time, this is coming up, I don't know. Well, let me say this. Can I say um, this, uh, Tanya? Can I say this, Tanya B? I trust that. Robin. I'm waiting on Robin because I think Robin is the key to the truth. You know, Robin has more tea than Sissy Houston, Gary Houston, the late John Houston. Whitney. Robin has more tea than anybody because she was there from day minus one. Yeah. And if anybody's going to put out a movie, a documentary, or anything else along that line, I, 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 I co-sign with you. I believe Robin knows the real truth because she was there. And I also do believe mm-hmm. that when she and Bobby Brown had that fight, mm-hmm. I believe she beat his ass. <laughs> well, let me say this too. You know, Robin, uh, ultimately, when it comes down to really, I think, caring about Whitney, um, I think she's probably the most protective of her legacy. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. You yeah. Know? And yeah. Because, you know, real talk, mm-hmm. Robin could have said a whole lot of things yeah. a long Agreed. 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 A long. And if you watch the Showtime documentary, yep. Whitney, Can I Be Me? Yeah, I thought that was the best one. I thought that was the best. Yeah, how of all Robin of yeah. really bit her lip mm-hmm. and how when time came, when she decided she had had enough and she was leaving, yeah. there was no big, you know, brouhaha. She's like, okay, thank you. It's been great. I'll see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Robin's been the so most protective anybody, and the most respectful. Yeah, of, of the legacy. If anybody's yeah. going to drop the truth about Whitney, mm-hmm. Bobby Brown better back it up and go make some barbecue sauce because he has to remember <laughs> one thing. Yeah, Robin was around before he even met Whitney. Mm-hmm. So they got married in 1992, I believe. It mm-hmm. was right around 92. Yep. Robin had already been around for ten, well, more than ten years. Yeah. Yep. So she knew Whitney when Bobby Brown was stealing <laughs> cupcakes from the okay. corner store <laughs> in the Orchard Park products in Boston. So don't take me. Okay. So, so anyway. but let me say this, and I'm, and I'm just going to give you all a heads up. Pay attention to the Robin Crawford um, book. And, and if she comes out with a documentary, I'm going to see the Robin one. That's what I'm waiting on. And I'll leave it at that. I'm bu- Look, I will buy that book. As a matter yes, of I will. fact, I'll get the audio book <laughs> so I can play it back. And I hope she will be the voice of the audio book. Looking forward to it. Tea. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. So what else? I, no, one go ahead. more thing I have to bring. I have to bring one more thing to you. Now, we talk about Uh-oh. sipping tea and all this stuff. I have to tell you. Yeah. And this is the very... This, Edition of Sipping the Tea has been brought to you by Tiffany Haddish Fried Chicken. <laughs> HFC. Baby, baby. Not KFC. So let me say this. <laughs> Tiffany, Damn. no, not KFC. HFC. This is HFC. Yes. Because here's the thing. Oh, A lot of God. artists do that, but Tiffany was real with it. She did not fake the funk. Because a lot of people that right. do that, they have their handlers, their assistants, you know, whoever is with them, their assistants, the publicists, hmm. they're the ones that hold the fried chicken. Tiffany just actually put it out there and kept it real. Okay. And the only thing, I think that was probably the realest moment of that entire night at the Met Gala. Okay. Now, the number two, the runner-up <laughs> thing to that was yeah. Amy Schumer crashing the Met ba- Gala on her way to the hospital to give birth to her baby. Wow. Yeah, that's a crash. That's a 
took a lot. Now, I will say this. They said, uh, you know, Kim Kardashian is getting the, the business for that corset that she had on. They said Kanye West looked like some third-rate rent-a-cop security. Mm. Cardi B, some people say she looked like a vagina. I don't care. Cardi B shut it down. Her yeah. and Janelle Monet, as far as I'm concerned, they didn't really need to be that much more. And there were some people who looked really good, like Solange Knowles. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even, you know, I guess she wasn't quite that it girl. She didn't win a Grammy this year, but when she won the Grammy, she was the it girl. Hmm. When she beat Jay-Z up in the elevator, she yeah. was the it girl. But there were some other folks who really looked nice. Debbie Smith looked beautiful. Lupita, Lupita I don't want to butcher her last name. Mm-hmm. I just call her Lupita. Mm-hmm. Lupita looked lusciously beautiful. Right. Uh, even Gabrielle Union looked great. Um Okay, Janelle Monet. With the wink and eye. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Janelle Monet looks so good it make you want to worship, okay? That's all I have to say about her. But you know what? Let me say this about HFC, okay? Um, the woke folk just, you know, felt that she was a stereotype. And, and I'll say this, um, and you know, I, I, from everybody from like uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins and uh, a few other folks who are socially conscious were really pissed off about her. And, and you know, to a certain extent, considering the audience there, uh, it could perpetuate some stereotypes. And, and, you know, we have to be careful about that. Um, very much so. And, and who's, no, but- who's using or who in, is encouraging you to do certain things for the sake of quote-unquote comedy. But, um, you know, um, I, 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 I'm just trying to figure out where she's going, where she's headed. I'll say this. You know, okay. she's, I think she feels that she still has to do some penance mm-hmm. from the show that she did in Miami New Year's Eve where she bombed because she was drunk and hungover. Yeah. The other thing is, okay, yes, you know, she had fried chicken. But I look yeah, You know, it's just her. like walking in with watermelon. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and you're black. True. But what if she didn't dollar. have something that people equate with the African American, you know, our experience? Hmm. What if she had uh, cheese and crackers? But, you know, what, what if she did like the movies? Like put some goobers and some popcorn? <laughs> what if she had, had sushi? Yeah, well, what if she had, you know what, Tiffany, go get yourself a power bar and call it a day. Nobody's going to hate on you for that. Yeah, power bar. But, you know, I think it was you know, her time to get some camera time. And sometimes you can do too much. Yeah. And while I understand why she did it, because a lot of times you don't get food, you don't get enough. Hours go by and you don't eat. Mm-hmm. But I get it. I get the real aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I just would have done it a little differently. Like Monique trying to get people a boycott Netflix. I get your point, sis. Mm-hmm. But she could have done it a little differently. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me say this. The and, fact that Tiffany yeah. Harris looked like a clown. I'm sorry. That looked like some bogo to clown. She, I remember before she hit it big, when she was just doing the L.A. comedy clubs. Okay. And, and even going back to... Ah uh, man, just her days of just doing the LA stuff, and and even the movie. What, what was the movie? Can you? Uh, the movie with uh, Key and Peele, which she was, you know, she's done some really good stuff, but yeah. the over-the-top stuff. She was also, wait, yeah. people forget, she was on network TV. She played the daughter-in-law on the Carmichael Yeah, show. yeah, that yeah. So she's done seasons, some... And now you can... Yeah. Yeah, she's done some real legit work. I mean, some good, you know, right-on-the-money, solid work, and, and she still has that in her, but the, you know, I, the writing, the some, yeah, I'm just wondering where she's going. I just, I'll leave it. You know what else? You know, you know what else is still in her? What's that? 
that you can't take out and anybody who who's from the East Bay knows mm-hmm. what that whole Met Gala that was some straight up Oakland East Bay East Oakland behavior and sometimes <laughs> some things you just can't you, can't, you just can't win you just can't leave you, can't, you can take it out but you can't yeah I know exactly I know. Keisha Cole East Oakland yeah. everybody knows she's anyway yeah so I think that was the East Bay in, in Tiffany and she just tried to make light of it but like I said honey if you'd have had some cheese and crackers we wouldn't be having this conversation right now agreed so where can people find you, Tanya B? You can find me on the gram, T-Bird, T-B as a boy, Y-R-D, Atlanta on the gram. And I just want to let everybody know, Saturday, July 20th, I will be speaking at a music industry masterclass. Uh, it's on my uh, Instagram. I'll be in West Palm Beach, Florida. You know the content that I post. I am the champion for independent artists, independent labels. I will have a presentation. I will compact the top 10 things every independent artist needs to know. If you are serious about your career, I will be there. Come rock with me. Tanya B, make sure I get that information so I can put it on the podcast page. So I won't be cussed that. out. Okay? Do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not by me. That would be Tiffany Haddish and her <laughs> There you go. All right, Tanya B, thank you so much. Hey, y'all, we're not going to do any uh, headlines this week, uh, but uh, I do want to uh, mention a story uh, before we wrap up. Again, I told y'all it was going to be a short show. I know you got to spend time with the, uh, I know you got to spend time with your moms. So, um, you know, this is kind of a Mother's Day tribute. Uh, I want to bring up an article and I'll post it on the podcast page. Uh, it's done by Sadia Spence. I think it's how it's pronounced. Um, the online magazine or blog is called Hello Buzz. Really good article. It focuses on um, these courageous mothers and it's titled A Few Courageous Mothers to Bow Down to on Mother's Day. And it salutes, um, you know, some names you've heard of and kind of puts them uh, in the light of Mother's Day. Fannie Lou Hamer, um, the civil rights activist from Mississippi who was a force in helping Black people to vote during the turbulent 60s. Uh, Reese Taylor, uh, mother and sharecropper who back in 1944 in Abbeville, Alabama, was raped by six white men. And of course, you guys have seen the documentary, heard about the documentary. And if you haven't seen it, it is on demand. I, I, I really I encourage you to check it out. Um, Serena Williams, uh, whose modern day story of struggle um, has been covered on this show where we talk about the Australian Open and the issues with uh, with her becoming a mom and some of the things that she faced. Um, Gabrielle Union, uh, actress who uh, with Dwayne Wade recently adopted, if you uh, follow them on Instagram and man, that baby's growing. <laughs> that baby's big. Um, but in her book, um, We're Gonna Need More Wine, she talks about having eight to nine miscarriages, talks about her struggles. Uh, abolitionist uh, Sojourner, Sir, abolitionist uh, Sojourner Truth, uh, born into slavery but escaped with her baby girl in 1826. Uh, she had to withstand a trial, which saw her son forced into into slavery. Um, entertainer and activist Josephine Baker, who adopted 12 children of various backgrounds, who were known as the Rainbow Tribe. Um, Last but not least, um, and, and this was big for me this week, um, 
Now, you may not know this name, the final mother, uh, Geneva Reed Veal. Uh, you may not know her name, but you know her daughter's name. Uh, and four years ago, after her daughter's death, just four years later, uh, WFAA, and I, I pay tribute, man, to FAA in Dallas, Texas, released a video. And uh, here's the audio from that video. Get out of the car now. Why am I being apprehended? You're trying to give me a ticket for your failure. Get out of the car. Why am I being apprehended? You just opened my car door. You just opened my car door. So you're going to get threatening to drag me out of my own car. Get out of the car. And then you're going to stop me. I will light you up. Get out. Wow. Now. Wow. Get out of the car. For a failure to signal. You're doing all of this for a failure to signal. Get over there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take this to court. Let's do Go it. Ahead. For a failure to signal. Yep, for a failure to signal. Get off the phone. On my school. Get off the phone. I'm not on the phone. I have a right to Put record. This is down. my property. This Put is my property. Down. Sir? Put your phone down <gasps> right now. Miss Reedville is pushing for the case of Sandra Bland, her daughter, to be reopened. And uh, we stand with her. And uh, hopefully you will too. And I will post this article on the podcast page. Hey, y'all. And don't forget, I am going to con- I'm going to have the uh, ballotpedia.org uh, information continued on the podcast. Make sure you go and click on the presidential candidates 2020. Everyone who's announced is there. Everyone who's rumored to be announcing. You can see all their platforms. And, you know, I'm going to keep mentioning it. Make sure y'all make a, an informed decision. We got plenty. Well, you you think it's plenty of time, but uh, 2020 will be here in no time and you need to be ready. So that information we'll have on the podcast page. Don't forget, support the podcast. Um, Go to castropolis.net. All of the podcasts who are under our network working with us, uh, their podcast platforms are there for in demand listening. You can also stream. We stream every Sunday. You can follow us on Instagram. GP3 homies follow on Twitter homies underscore GP3 we're on Spotify Apple podcast SoundCloud Podbean TuneIn Radio search GP3 homies from the block and uh, don't forget to support us on Patreon you know give us uh, give us some money y'all <laughs> help us keep these uh, this stream going and uh, help us keep the lights on and all that good stuff all you got to do is go to castropolis.net the information is there and with that show number 135 y'all is in the can thank you so much to all the moms out there i know i know i know y'all will be having a great mother's day and and just a great 2019 let's keep it going let's keep it rolling positivity Uh, i am out of here y'all peace You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap, SB the G, graphics, Lady J. Thanks for listening.